morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with the Double L team, Lyle and... Lawson! Lawson. Lyle, what are you grateful for? Oh, I'm grateful for big round bowling balls. Oh, yeah? Yes, went bowling last night. Oh, dude, no way. I went bowling last no night. No way! Oh. You went bowling last Actually, night too. I think I saw you there. I think you might have. I think I think you might have been, been in the aisle beside the mine. <laughs> at the same time. Lawson and I went bowling last night. That's what Faith FM uh, <laughs> breakfast show hosts do. We just get together. Um, and Mon was there. Mo- Mon was there too. And Shell was there. It was like... We had the whole team there. It's like a reunion, basically. Uh-huh. It was cute. Uh-huh. It was nice. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so much fun. Oh. So, what are you thankful for? Oh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm thankful for bowling too. Pretty much. You can't have the same thing. Yeah. as me. No, okay. you can't have the same Look, thing as me. I am thankful that there. Oh, I actually no. I'm really thankful. I guess to work in the. You should be thankful for potatoes. Why? Oh, because we, we ate lots of chips last night. Is that the point? <laughs> yeah, I'm super he's not, thankful. He's not thankful for, for potatoes. Potato- Man, if potatoes didn't exist, life, you know, carbohydrates just wouldn't be the same. No, like, that's right. Like, it's, it's the peak. It's the pinnacle. I'm also super thankful for um, a juice bar at church and just the way that it has been such a blessing. I was, like, really praying yesterday that God would use that as a center to to meet people from the community who have, you know, a hunger for the word and a hunger to learn about God. And yesterday, yeah, my prayers are just really answered and, and I met some people and connected with some people who were like that and, you know, got some phone numbers and have, you know, people who are now what what I, I would call contacts, people who I can connect with and, and, and lead to Christ because of the work that I was doing in the juice bar. So praise God. This is a reminder, you're listening to the Delayed Broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Yeah, some people are wondering where the news is. Well, just hang in there and have some patience and we will see what we can do to get that um, sorted for you. Um, <laughs> hopefully, well, you know, tomorrow is another day. Yep. Um, but anyway, right now we're going to listen to The Corner Room um, with First Corinthians 13, 4 to 10 here on Faith FM. Love, babe. 
for prophecy. They will pass away as for tongues. They will cease as for knowledge. It will pass away. Welcome back. That was the corner room with First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse four through ten. You're listening to Faith FM. We're about to start our quiz for the day, and of course, if you'd like to win a prize, you simply need to call us on one eight hundred three two four eight four three and answer the prize, the quiz for the prize, and um, yeah, you will get a prize. Are you ready? Tell me about that. Are you ready? I think so. Are you ready? Are you awake? Are you alive on this All right. Wednesday All right. Can get my, let me get myself Let me get myself in the zone. I think somebody kept me out way yeah, too late. Yeah, we had a late night. Night. <laughs> Okay. Way too late. Who am I? Yes. Jehu ordered the, ordered 70 sons who came from my lineage to be slaughtered. Ooh. I read this recently and I was like Gnarly story. Yeah, oh, yeah. Pretty you, brutal you, story. You're, you're correct, by the way. So, Jehu, no double prize. Jehu was guys. not somebody to mess around mm. in anything that he did. And everything that Jehu did, he did, uh, you know, all or nothing. He was very oh, much an all or nothing kind of person. Except for following God. It's like the worst part ever when that story ends. It's like, it's like Jehu goes and, like, kills all the people who are bad, goes and, like, restores the temple of the Lord, knocks down the like the temples of Baal, all this stuff. And then it's like, but he walked still in the sins of Jeroboam and like fell Jeroboam, the, the son of Nebat. Oh, it's just the worst thing ever. Like, yeah, I've just been, I, I just read through Kings and, and you just read about Jehu. It's like, yeah, this guy's actually legit after years of terrible Kings. And then he's just not. And it's like devastating. But if you know the answer, if you know who Jehu killed, well, the seventy sons of who Jay, 
who killed. Um, give us a call, 1-800-324-843, and you'll win a prize completely for free. Okay, Lyle. I'm thinking this person must have had a lot of wives. Yeah, probably. Well, he had lots of children. Yeah. Well, like, 70 sons? Yeah. Anyway. All right, moving sons. on, moving on, moving on. What have you got for us? Okay. Positively different news before we give away too of, much of the quiz. Of course, we are now in December. We're in the we're in the full swing, especially like we're not even like in the first of December anymore. Like where what what's the date? Yeah, today? we are we like, are soaked the fourth of we December. We are soaked in December now. We are fully saturated, embedded in December, and of course, with December comes obviously the the Christmas spirit. Uh, but with you know that everyone's kind of that's the big focus going forward, and everyone it, it's it's actually just a really awesome time because everyone just becomes all of a sudden more generous and kind, and I, I've just noticed anyway when it comes to good news happening around the world, it's like as soon as you hit December, it's like bam, all like the amazing stories about people donating stuff and buying things for others and whatnot. It's just they're just everywhere. And people wishing you a Merry Christmas just when you you buy fuel at the servo or something or other like that. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a pleasant thing to have happen that does not happen at other times of the year. Mm, fully. It is a pity that we did not have more about Jesus Christ, but it mm. is that time of year when you will occasionally hear a song about Jesus in the supermarket. And it's also a time, like, as a Christian, that we have to reach out to people as, you know, um, I, I, I guess there is the, the, you know, the classic, oh, let's put the, the, the Christ back in Christmas and whatnot. But just from a, from a witnessing perspective and from the ability that you have as a believer in God to share your faith with others, like Christmas is a perfect time for that. It is because you've got an excuse to talk about Jesus. Exactly. And nobody can really give you a hard time for talking about Jesus at Christmas time because that's what it's actually all about. It is. It fully is. You might be surprised, but it's actually about Jesus. <laughs> Amen. That's why it's called Christmas. Um, okay, but this is just the most awesome thing ever like so you know all the stories coming up about this person donating this and these people doing you know this charity organization feeding these people but um this is just the best so um the the pencil this pennsylvania hockey team in the the ahl uh, which is like the top league called the the hershey bears every single year at their first hockey game of december they do what's called like the teddy bear toss and basically all the fans are encouraged to bring as many teddy bears as they can to the hockey stadium and they play hockey. And as soon as the first goal of the home team happens, like the Hershey Bears, they all throw the bears over like the hockey, the glass windows onto the rink. And this year they threw, and think about how big a hockey rink is. Like you've been ice skating, like they're not, not that big. They threw... 45,000 bears into... <laughs> that have been like knee-deep in into, bears. Oh, man, it is... Okay, I've got a video here that I'm just going to show Lyle. This yeah, is like... kind of... Um, I, I know you guys can't see it, but Lyle, do a, do a, a, a visual... Uh, uh, an- okay, so you basically got your, your standard ice hockey rink here. You've got people sliding around. Um, somebody scores a victory right here, and then it just starts as <laughs> raining. It is literally <laughs> raining bears onto the court as people are throwing, and, the, and then they're just building up. 
They're just building up, particularly around the edges where most of the bears are landing. And it just doesn't stop. It just keeps going. It's like, where on earth are they getting these things from? You've got big bears here that are, you know, they're having to pass them over people's heads to get them down to the front so like they can throw them onto the court. Them. It's like, how long is it going to take for them to, uh, you know, <laughs> to clear these up? Is this done for charity or something or other? What happens to these bears at the end of the day? Do they get yeah, donated? Yeah, so all of these bears are being donated. Okay, so these are going to underprivileged children, all that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, underprivileged that children. That is amazing. Underprivileged Look children. Look at it. It just doesn't children stop. Children in the foster system. Like, this is just an amazing initiative that is just like raining. It is literally so epic. raining with bears. And, of course, a lot of the bears are being thrown from, you know, way back in the audience. And so they, they land in the back of someone's head. They get picked up and tossed again. <laughs> and players are getting pelted by bears. <laughs> there's this kind of there's this kind of icy strip down the middle that is um, free of bears. <laughs> it is just the most epic thing ever. So, yeah, you guys, I implore you to go and watch that video. Go support the Hershey Bears in this. This is actually, they broke last year's record by 10,000 bears. It's only been something they've been doing for like a very, uh, you know, only over a couple of years. Um, and, yeah, all these b- bears get distributed between 40 different charities every holiday season. And, um, yeah, it's just... It's just so, it's they just, win the game or what? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but they won the record. I, I don't think so. Like it's, it's a the win biggest, in my biggest book. Teddy bear yeah. poss toss in the world. <laughs> That's that is so good. So yeah, <laughs> just awesome stuff we're seeing that you only see around this time of the year. That's right, absolutely. It's a time to be generous. It's a time to give. It's not a time to get. It's a time to give. Mm. Let's focus on giving. Okay, another quick story that I have. Um, oh, 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 which one should I do? I have two stories, positive stories about cancer, which is like something that you don't hear often. Nope. I think I'm going to go with the more gnarly one, which is basically, this is crazy. So pancreatic cancer uh, is something that I've been hearing about for a while. I have a number of relatives who who were part of a pancreatic cancer awareness kind of um, scheme thingy where they, you know, raise money for pancreatic cancer. It is by far one of the most deadly cancers that exists on our earth. There is a 95% mortality rate. They have, you know, they are clamoring to find some kind of treatment for this. Um, They've been doing that for a while now. Um, But over the last couple of days in Tel Aviv University in Israel, which is interesting because I feel like all of these huge medical, you know, giant steps are coming out of Israel at the moment. They've got probably got a really good program over there for developing um, cures for diseases. Um, Yeah, they've, they've basically... They've found, they've discovered a molecule that causes pancreatic cancer cells to self-destruct. Whoa. So, basically, um, they've, they've found this um, these molecules and then they conducted, you know, um, a bunch of uh, xenografts um, and transplantations into, into rats and whatnot that... Uh, you know, in sorry, into mice that were you know uh, compromised by this cancer, and they injected them with these cells, and yeah, um, basically they you know they invented like they injected them with the cancer, they developed tumors, and then they injected them with these new molecules, um, and yeah, their cancer started to just fall apart and and blow up and just 
disappear. That's amazing. Which is an amazing and incredible thing. This is like a huge breakthrough in the in the health community, in the health science community, as you know, pancreatic cancer is something that is so, so, so deadly. Um, but we're seeing at the moment, you know, this is very much in its developmental stages. I guess we'll see over the next couple of years whether it be becomes something, whether it um yeah, it whether uh, we'll start to see this as administered as you know a, a treatment, or whether they'll come up with um, something better. But yeah, it's just crazy. Over fourteen days after injecting the molecule, which is dubbed PJ thirty four, there was a ninety percent drop in uh, in you know ninety percent decrease in tumors, um, which is just incredible, amazing. This is awesome stuff. Right now, this is Caleb Kelsey with Christmas Hallelujah. I've heard about this baby boy Who's come to earth to bring us joy And I just want to sing this song to you It goes like this The fourth, the fifth, the minor fall The major lift With every breath I'm singing journey long 
Caleb and Kelsey with a Christmas Hallelujah here on Faith FM. Ah, Lawson, give us another clue for our quiz. We've had oh, a uh, we've had a first attempt at it, but uh, maybe just give us that first clue again. Okay, okay. Who am I? Jehu ordered seventy sons who came from my lineage to be slaughtered. Okay, so there's not Jehu. It's somebody whose children Jehu killed. Yes. Okay. okay. Who am I? There was never a man like me before who sold himself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord. Okay, so be- up until this person, uh, there was n- not his equal in selling himself to be evil. That's so interesting because there's like some really bad people before this guy. There are some bad people before this guy. There are some worse people after this guy. Mm. Uh, but yeah, up to this point, he... Took the record. He's he's he was holding the trophy trophy of death. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, a bit of a uh, bit of a sad story right there. All right, Lyle. Okay, we're going, going to start talking about education this morning. Um, and this is from the program for international student assessment. It's a new report that is coming out. Um, it's a study of half a million fifteen-year-olds uh, here in Australia to see where they're up to in their education. And this study uh, comes on the heels of another study that came out a week or so ago uh, and is even more grim than the last one. The last one uh, revealed that we were about, generally speaking in Australia, we were about, students are about one year behind Mm. where they were 10 years ago. Yeah, rough. That is dramatic. Um, And of course, that study particularly looked at the role and the influence of screens because they're asking the question, you know, in the last 10 years, what's changed? Mm. And that's really the only thing that has changed. We've got better teachers. We've got better teaching 
uh, skills. We've got we know more about teaching than we've ever known before. Um, we've got great classrooms. We've got great uh, technology and information and ability in all of our classrooms. All of these aspects of teaching and learning are moving forward, and yet our actual education is moving backwards. And so they're looking for why, what has changed. And, of course, the big thing that has changed is screens. Mm. Well, this new report uh, covering half a million 15-year-olds has found that in mathematics we are now three and a half years behind where we should be. That is just so disappointing. Mind-boggling. Oh. Uh, reading and science, we're about one year behind. So reading, maths, and science is where we're really behind. Okay, mathematics. And and when is this, like, study from and to? Like, it's since when? Okay, so the last, this is the last 10 years, so it's a 2019 study. Uh-huh. Um, and it is uh, looking at 15-year-olds, so it's looking at one age bracket, mm-hmm. which is interesting because the last study that came out a couple of weeks ago was looking across all age brackets, yes. and it found that this was the most vulnerable age bracket because this is the, this is the age where that screen addiction really, really bites the hardest. You know, you've got some younger children that, you know, they're a little bit more protected from it by their parents, but by the time they get to the age of 15, they've pretty much got no mm. protection from it. And um, it's just, you know, destroying people's lives. And it's no wonder that they're starting to bring in legislation to get rid of mobile phones out of schools. Um, and if they are going to be in schools, they're only there for the use of, you know, educational purposes on occasions when you hand them out, do your, do your um, class that necessitates the use of a screen and put them away again. Mm. And it's interesting because years 9 and 10, which is where, you know, 15-year-olds are... That's right. ...are the biggest classes That's in right. schools as well. Absolutely, That's, in the most pivotal years. Mm. This is, this is in many ways, this is your make or break. Yeah. It, it sets you up for the rest of your life. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this is a pretty, pretty significant um, <sighs> decline. Of course, you know, looking at, at it internationally... Uh, countries that have less screen use have, um, yeah, higher rates of uh, education. So we do face, education-wise, being overtaken by developing countries to some extent. Mm. Um, so, yeah, something that uh, we need to think about, uh, particularly in relationship to education and the effect that all of these things have on our children uh, as families, uh, what kind of effect are they having on our families? How can we keep it under control? How can I keep it under control? How can you keep it under control? Uh, we all need to be aware of it and to look at it in more detail. Mm, uh, Lawson, you were just talking about uh, cancer there a moment ago. And yes. I've uh, also commented on this one in a couple of other places. But um, you were talking about pancreatic cancer in particular, which uh, with a 95% mortality rate. The best way to deal with cancer is don't get it in the first place. You know how not, not to get it in the first place? How? Well, no one can give you a guarantee. Just walking outside today is the equivalent of of smoking 22 cigarettes here in the Hunter Are Valley. Are you for real? I am for real. No, that, no because the, the biggest problem is because it's bad. Smoke outside is the equivalent of 22 cigarettes today. Oh, man. Should we wear face masks? I uh, don't think it's going to do too much good for you because a face mask is not going to protect you from passive smoking. However... The best way to try and reduce getting cancer right now is to become a, wait for it, Seventh-day Adventist. Hey. New study oh, coming you. out of the United States. 
you have a up to 36% less chance of getting cancer if you become a Seventh-day Adventist. And, of there course, we've been around since, what, 1863 or something or other? Mm. This has been a fair while since yeah, we've, yeah, yeah. we've been teaching this kind of stuff. So it's um, there's nothing new right there, but what was once fringe is now become mainstream, which is, yeah, it's just my little uh, moment to brag, you know. Every church has their opportunity to brag, and, and this, is, this is our opportunity to brag here this morning um, on Classic. Faith FM because, yeah, we own the station, so why not? <laughs> but um, basically, it comes down to the Seventh Day Adventist lifestyle, which focuses on, um, you know, dealing with the eight laws of health, the New Start principle. You know, nutrition, exercise, you know, sunlight, uh, fresh air. Um, you know, all of those kinds of uh, very important things, and of course, ultimately, trust in God as well. One of the other things that, as Adventists, we've been talking about for a very, very long time is caffeine and the damage mm. that caffeine does. Um, and this is research where you know secular scientists are are you know increasingly looking at the damage that caffeine does to the system. A uh, new study showing that one cup of coffee can reduce blood flow to the brain by as much as forty percent. Oh, that's wild. So basically what it does is it sets off all of those nerves inside your brain so your brain starts zinging unnaturally, but you've got less blood, you've got less that's actually happening there, and of course we know the results of that with the fatalities that take place on our roads, mm. you know, particularly during this uh, holiday period. Mm. Uh, the key to road safety is not caffeine. The key to road safety is stopping and taking a break Asleep. and a power yeah. nap Walk around the car, uh, either either take a power nap or go for a bit of a walk. Those are the, that is the key, and I don't, you know, it's like, oh, it's hot outside because it's summertime. Well, do you want to get there alive or not? Yeah, fully. Nobody has died outside because it's hot outside because it's summertime. If they're carrying water in their car, yeah, you know, it's just a matter of drinking water. And okay, you're going to have to stop regularly if you drink water, but that's actually a good thing. Mm. That's the way to survive. Mm. Um, of course, what caffeine does is that it pushes your felt energy level to an unnaturally high position while your body continues to fatigue. And when the caffeine crash comes, it then pushes your energy level to below where it would be mm. if you had just been following the normal fatigue process. And that crash will take place over a 20-minute period, and that's where you actually crash. Yeah. That's where the microsleep kicks in. That's where you have a head-on with a truck coming the other direction, and it's simply all over. Mm. I've heard it described as like, it's like, well, it's like you're driving a car, and the engine light comes on, and the oil light comes on, and the battery light comes on, and you just like put a piece of tape over it and just keep driving like nothing's going on. That's essentially what your body's doing. It's saying, that's right. It's saying like, oh, these signs of fatigue, like I don't need them. They're all good. And then all of a sudden... Your car breaks down, and in, in, in terms of your body, yeah. you fall asleep on the road and crash and That's die. It. Like it's deadly, the worst thing ever. Uh, one more story, very quickly. Company in uh, Tokyo has given their uh, non-smoking staff six days off extra per year to make up for all of the time that their smoking staff are taking to go and have a smoke. <laughs> uh, Thirty staff out of one hundred and twenty have used this time, and four have given up smoking. Uh, the CEO oh, Takeo Asuka awesome. says it is an incentive rather than a penalty to encourage his staff to give up smoking. I think it is a great idea. This is Voices of Lee, no longer slaves.
You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child.
Welcome back to Faith FM. We are continuing on with our show, um, jumping into a clue for the quiz right now. Who am I? So we know that this guy, this this person who we're talking about, we know that Jehu ordered 70 sons who came from his lineage to be killed. We also know that there was never a man like me before who sold himself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord. I'm like, shook by that because there are some pl- there are plenty of terrible guys in the um yeah before this person existed but um next clue is i threw a temper tantrum because naboth would not sell me his vineyard if you know who that is give us a call 1-800-324-843 and you'll win a prize completely for free. What's what's going on, Lyle? We have uh, David Haupt uh, joining us this morning for his regular weekly piece. And uh, David, welcome to the show. Good morning. David, we've been talking about uh, resilience and building up resilience. Where are we heading today? Uh, what's today's I subject? Th- I think that resilience is such a great topic that uh, we could maybe uh, spend a few more minutes on that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is really, really important because it's something that affects every single one of us. We need to uh, know more about it. I've just recently been um, running a program out west in a community, small farming community, where in the past uh, week before I arrived, three farmers' funerals were conducted. Uh, three farmers just felt that they couldn't continue in their end-of-town lives. Yeah, so, David, uh, we're having trouble hearing you at the moment. Your phone has um, suddenly started to break up. I'm wondering whether have you moved... Uh, location there at all? Um, can we find a better spot where we can get uh, a better signal? Is, is that better? No, that's not better at all. It's uh, coming through quite scratchy. It started off very, very clear uh, there a moment ago when we first um, jumped on the phone, but it's, um, yeah, breaking up all over the place right now. Give us another try uh, there now. How is that now? Oh. No, it's just doing terrible. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hand you over to our producer and uh, she's going to try and get a better signal happening. Um, meanwhile, I'm going to hand it back to uh, Lawson for a second. We're going to find more things that we're going to talk about here. Oh, uh, yep. Um, all right, so I'll just hand that off to uh, producer Shell. We'll see if we can get a uh, clear signal there from David. Um, it sounds like he's out the bush somewhere. Man, he's just... Having, having a good time. This guy works show. hard. Yeah. This guy works seriously hard. Every time I call him up, it's like, where is David this week, you know? <laughs> and uh, from what I could pick up that was uh, coming through that scratchy line there, he's out the bush there doing a program, you know, in a rural community, no doubt a lot of farmers out there. And, of course, this is an area that is no doubt affected by drought because anywhere mm. out the bush these days is affected by drought. And so an area that's really, really going to be needing um, all of the help that they can get with uh, particularly mental health. We are losing so many of our farmers right now to suicide mm. um, and we need to let these people know that there is a future for them um, and that we can you know, provide help where, you know, when they need it. Mm, I wasn't going to say this, but I just came to mind and so I guess I'm, this is something else I'm grateful for. I'm actually heading out to Lightning Ridge um, this weekend to, as a part of a kind of drought relief effort um, to play guitar and sing. Nice. With Neil Thompson. Bring, it, so, bring a bit of happiness to yeah. uh, Outback Australia. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really stoked. I'm going to be hanging out in Lightning Ridge and then you know running a worship service uh, in the uh, in the church there um, with Neil Thompson. And so, yeah, super 
keen for that. Um, super stoked for that. And obviously, that's on the back of the amazing work that you know ACS is doing and and whatnot. How how are we how are we going? Yeah, it sounds like we're going well, David. Uh, we got you back there now. Loud. Yes, oh, loud can, and clear. We can hear him. So, David, uh, we heard you there for a moment. Um, okay, I'm back. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, you've gone all scratchy again. <laughs> try, try that again, there, David. Okay, is, is that clear? No, it's. Um, I'm going to hand you. I'm going to hand you back to. Uh, yeah, we might. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting producer Shell just telling us to uh, maybe try this another day. Um, so we'll give you a call and maybe book you in for tomorrow or Friday if we can, um, where we can catch sure. you in a place where um, maybe there's a landline available or something like that where we can get a, a clearer signal coming through because, unfortunately, this is just not working. All good. Sorry about that. All right, so we're going to move on with the show. Um, we're going to talk about some other things. And uh, I did have another story here that I was going to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is coming out of the United States, out of North Carolina. Um, and once again, this is a health story as well. It does deal with uh, mental health and emotional health. Um, and this one, let me just scroll through here and get you the details from it, is the Southern LGBTQ Health Survey. Um, which is bringing up some very, very alarming statistics from that particular uh, people group um, and something that, you know, we, we really need to be taking care of, you know, this particular um, part of our society. Uh, let me just pull up some uh, information here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so this is the Campaign for Southern Equality mm. uh, 2019 um, health survey coming out of North Carolina. It's a survey that took place over 18 months. And as far as health goes, it found significantly high rates of HIV mm. um, amongst the LGBT uh, plus community and significant rates of um, poorer mental health with alarming rates of suicidal ideation and alarming rates of depression and anxiety. Mm. Um, and of course, this uh, mirrors once again a... Uh, 2015 study that was uh, that took place um, here in Australia it was reported in the Sydney Morning Herald. Now, there's a couple of let me just uh, um, scroll through here. There's a couple of um, very significant observations that came out of this. Where are we here? Um, the Sydney Morning Herald report stated that. Gay people are less fulfilled with their lives than straight people, have more health problems, and are not as happy in their relationships. Of course, that's a, a generalization. We understand that. Um, that's just the result of the uh, the research that they were doing. Um, and then you have... Um, this also follows it along from um, um, Roger Wilkins' report. He's the author and professor from the University of Melbourne's Institute of Applied Economic and Social Research. That's our number one university in Australia, I understand. Yes. Uh, Lawson was just looking at those uh, stats during the uh, song break there. Yeah, University of Melbourne, best Mm -hmm. university in Australia. This is the life experience of gay people had parallels with people living with a long-term impairment such as learning difficulty, chronic pain, or limited use of, of their limbs. Mm. Um, and so, you know, as, as 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 human beings, and particularly as Christians, we need to be aware of this. 
mm. because you know somebody who is missing their limbs or something like that you know it's it's very obvious it's very clear that this is somebody who you know we need to be there we need to provide support for um Opinion piece written for Breakpoint uh, a couple of years ago, John Stone Street highlighted what he called the most candid piece of Huffington Post history. Um, the article highlighted by Stone Street was written by Michael Hobbs, who identifies as gay and writes about what he calls an epidemic of loneliness. Um, he said here, um, Hobbs complained, for years I noticed a divergence between my straight friends and my gay friends while one half of my social circle was disappearing into relationships, kids and suburbs. The other was struggling through isolation, anxiety, hard drugs and risky behavior. Mm. And of course, you know, we all know uh, and have friends who are, you know, within the LGBT uh, plus community and we need to keep our eye out. You know, if they are struggling with, you know, isolation, um, anxiety, um, you know, hard drugs and risky behavior, mm. then we need to be there for them because, you know, for those of us who have disappeared into the suburbs with, you know, families and kids and all those kind of things, it's very, very easy to lose contact. Mm. You know, and I can myself look back at some of, uh, you know, my friends within the LGBT community that, you know, you know, particularly from when I was living and working in Sydney, and it's, it's hard to stay in contact. You sort of, you drift away. Um, and, and, and it's a very real thing. And as Christians, we should care about every single person, regardless of whether you know they're visibly suffering with you know they've they've been in an accident or something like that, or whether they are suffering from you know isolation and loneliness. Mm. Um, and this is we've got you know three studies here, very very significant studies that have now come out that have um, revealed that this is you know a major cause in why we see higher rates of, you know, suicide and so forth, depression, anxiety within uh, this particular community. And so, you know, these were the two big issues that were, that were really highlighted in, uh, in, in this particular study was, of course, HIV. Mm. Um, it's been well known and documented for a very, very long time. Um, but anxiety, depression, isolation and loneliness – of course, you know, the question that comes up in, in my mind, and this might be a, a little bit controversial, but like, is that inherently because of the lifestyle? I think there are a lot of, um, you know, and you'd really need to talk to somebody within that lifestyle to get that perspective. Mm. But there are going to be factors where, you know, typically these are um, uh, relationships where they're not having families, you know, as such that are going to, you know, and of course many of them do, but um, that do kind of set themselves up for, mm. you know, um, more loneliness. It's just, it's one of those things that um, that we need to be aware of. Yeah, fully. And, you know, of course, you know, from a Christian perspective, the Bible outlines that, um, you know, the, the, the family, the, Christ, the, the Christian model of the family, a husband and a wife, um, having children and raising those children is the ideal, um, but we need to have compassion for every person within our society. Fully. Um, and not allow ourselves, you know, within the straight community to, um, to be cut off from our friends within the gay community mm. um, and, you know, let them drift away like that. Anyway... 
Okay, Lawson. Yes. We need to move on. What else are you uh, thankful for this morning? Oh, what what else am I thankful for? Oh, there must man. be a long list oh, of things. Man, I because am, we need to because uh, I'm you know because I'm just incredibly thankful for all the amazing things that happen in my life, and I just you know particularly know um, that I am thankful this morning for. Yeah, look, I I tell you what, I got to, I've got a story. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. this one okay, this one was. Uh, I was about to say something too, but it's all good. It's all good. Go, you go ahead. Okay, so we had a phone call yesterday from a fellow by the name of Sean who just called up to share his testimony. Oh, praise God. Um, passage of scripture that changed his life. And uh, that was you know, 1 John uh, chapter 1 and verse 9. Uh, we were looking in the uh, Encounter with God section at verses, I think it was 6 through 9. And he was just sharing how that, you know, the, 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 the word all within that passage, um, that we'll be cleansed from all sin. Mm. Um, really had a massive impact on, on him at, uh, at a particular stage in his life and, and changed his life. And so, wow. yeah, we love to hear um, we love to hear positive stories like that. We love to hear about lives that are changed. We love to hear about, um, you, you know, the, the effect that the gospel and the power of the gospel that it has um, on people's lives. So, if, yeah, mm. if you've got a testimony to share, Give us a call, 1-800-324-843. You were going to share something, Lawson. What have you got for us? Oh, I was going to share the power um, that I've experienced from our local church prayer meeting um, and how, you know, we are just going through last night and I think coming to the end of the year, we were really reflecting, you know, we've been doing our prayer meeting every, you know, every week for the entire year and we've been really reflecting on the way that God's been working and, and um yeah, it was just a really powerful time of seeing, you know, things that um, things that had been prayed for earlier that year that um, that had come to fruition through the year. And I like I, I know for me, probably one of the biggest things for me um, that that I've experienced that I've been praying for in prayer meeting and in my own personal prayer life as I was, you know, praying for my family that they would, um, you know, see Jesus and that they would come closer to him and and fortunately yeah my, my mom has made a decision this year to be baptized praise god um so i'm just like praising god for that in my heart and it was just so good to reflect on that last night in prayer meeting right now this is uh uh the cardiphonia music. music oh when shall i see jesus Shall I 
shall hear the trumpet sound in that morning And with my blessed Jesus drink endless pleasures in And shall hear the trumpet sound in that morning Shout of glory for I shall mount above the sky When I hear the trumpet sound
Can you survive in the bush? Are you in touch with the God of nature? Are you learning the skills you need for a successful life? Grafton Pathfinder Club can help. With a Christian foundation, our Pathfinders enjoy camping out in the most amazing locations. Paddle a canoe, hike up a mountain, abseil down a cliff, tie knots and lashings, follow a map to the treasure, use your survival skills in the bush, earn some honours from a large list of pursuits, make friends that you'll keep for a lifetime. Our hall meetings in South Grafton are on the first Saturday of each month from 2pm to 4pm. We're inviting young children aged between 10 and 16 to join us on our next adventure. Send us an email now at graftonpathfinders at gmail.com or find us on Facebook under Grafton Pathfinder Club. We're empowering youth for a resilient future. Hey, I'm Matt from Warrigal Seventh-day Adventist Youth. We meet every Saturday morning at 10am for an open discussion about Bible topics concerning our youth today. We're open to everyone wanting to join us, and we'd love to see you there. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.